Alcatraz. Good speed. Fuck the prom queen. The Rock. Hello, everyone. Welcome to. Once again, another episode of Less Than Average. I'm one of your hosts, Riley. I am the other host, David. And this is episode 20, The Rock. Woo! Episode 20. Yeah. Thanks uh, Thanks for following and listening and the support. Uh, we made episode 20, a little milestone in itself. So yeah. Nice. Congrats, David. Hey, congrats to you too. We thanks. did it. Cheers. Congrats, listeners. Yeah. Um, yeah, so feel free to follow us on Instagram and not x yeah not twitter twitter anymore. i think i'm just gonna keep calling it twitter it's just easy everyone's i actually saw this you know real off topic for a sec i saw this post like if someone came and bought your hometown and just called it like nutsville would everyone start calling it nutsville or would you you know it's like yeah. that's true we'd probably yeah. still call it switch yeah. or you know calgary or whatever so right? follow so us on twitter <laughs> follow us on twitter at lta7878 and then our instagram you can follow us is at less than average podcast um like we said we always appreciate the support and you know tell your friends share it out there leave us a review mm-hmm. i actually saw we have some reviews on spotify so thanks to everyone who's done that honestly we really do appreciate it the little bit of algorithm stuff we have it'll help right yeah. it'll push it out there so thanks to everyone we appreciate it um, so today we're going to get right into uh, Can You Guess It? It's yeah. a little, our little trivia game that David brought up a couple episodes ago. So he's got some questions for me. Yeah, we're going to kind of shake up the formula a little bit here Ooh. for episode 20. Do things a little bit differently. All right. So the first Can You Guess It? question. We need to have a little like sound bite. You know? Yeah, that'd be cool. We can get that. Like, Rory, mixer board. you're yeah. going to be our sound guy. Yeah, you, yeah he's going to do a new theme song and uh, maybe a new mixing board thing. There we go. Uh, okay, so if you get within a certain two numbers for this, I get it. I'll give you the point because okay. I couldn't find an exact answer for this. <laughs> okay, one, okay, which is interesting. So, can you guess it? How many movies has Nicolas Cage been in? Jesus, no, Nick Cage. <laughs> um, that's uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Okay, I'm gonna. Probably has so many. Mm. 167. Ooh, too high. Too high. Too high. The number that I found was between 112 and 116. Ooh, oh, so that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely went over it. Still a lot of movies. It is. Yeah. He's got crazy roles, too. Like He's in some, like four movies at least a year. Well, and like, you know, sometimes you forget. Oh yeah, that there's that movie. That, yeah, you know, I don't know. Here, Renfield's decent. Renfield. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm kind of into it because of uh, John Ralphio. Fucking. Oh, he's Ben, ben Schwartz. Yeah. Oh, nice. He plays, I think, Renfield's assistant or something stupid. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm down with that. I like him. Yeah. Maybe I'll check it out. Uh, the next. Can you guess it? <sighs> I'm doing bad so far. It's okay. Oh, there's God. only two. So, how many times was Sean Connery James Bond? That's a good question. I like this one better than the Nicolas Cage one. I'm assuming they are all films yeah. and not like a television episode yeah. or something stupid. No. Films. Gosh, I'm going to get this wrong, I bet. Okay, so I'm trying to like think this through of like, 
Daniel Craig, I think, had five or six. I think he had five. Pierce Brosnan might have had five as well. Seven. Yeah. 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 You, guessed it. you did guess it. Get it. Yeah, I got it. Well, you only got a 50%. So I'm okay. I like that one better than the first question anyway. So what, what was the difference? Um, I don't know. Nicholas Cage. I don't love the guy. Actually, I like James Bond, but I don't love James Bond either. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I obviously got it right. So good job. So Thanks. 50%. You did guess it. Nice. Yeah. We got to do three next time just to see well, if I get it or I don't. You know? Yeah, I know. Throw an Ed Harris question at me. Oh, uh, hold on. See if people haven't realized it's uh, David through some, not even the rock related questions. It's uh, the actors in the rock. And we will be clear. We are not talking Dwayne Johnson today. No, we are talking the 1996 yeah. film, the rock, the good one. <laughs> uh, I don't, I was going to ask you how many castles Nick cage has, but it's not that exciting. One, two. <laughs> <laughs> so you lose. You did say castles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in a hint. Dang. Uh, yeah. And I couldn't think of like an Ed Harris. I don't even know a good one yeah. for it. Yeah. Well, that was Can You Guess It? Thanks, David. Yeah, no problem. Um, let's hopefully I get more than half of them right. That's why I think I should do some studying here yeah. and get to, you know, I'll actually overdo it. Next episode, it'll be like, I thought of all these things, <laughs> you know. Uh, okay, so moving right on, we're going to do something new today. Um, kind of have this idea to do a bit of a draft on the podcast. Yeah, movie so, draft. Do a draft about movies. So essentially, we're going to go back and forth, David and I, and we're going to draft what we think is the best, I don't know, team or whatever, a lineup of movies. Um, this is our first one. So we, I, if it goes well, we like mm-hmm. it. I would love to do more of them. Today, uh, the topic or the thing that we're choosing is best movie sequels. So like I said, we're going to go back and forth and we each have a little list. Um, and we're going to, like I said, try to draft the best team of movie yeah. sequels um we might post it on our twitter and garrett and yeah. daniel and anyone else who wants to follow us on twitter you guys can maybe vote yeah and um loser gets kicked in the nuts or something and here's the thing like so are you gonna like try to pick strategic sequels that you like you're gonna pander to like no fans, i'm actually not going with, i like, am picking what my list i i numbered my list in order of what i think okay is maybe Good. the best yeah, yeah. And you kind of brought one up. We, we might have a we'll a controversial pick. We'll see later. Like, um, it's you said you said it was your first pick. Yeah, probably. If it's the movie I'm thinking of, it's not even my first pick. So like, okay, you know what I mean. So yeah. Um, so yeah, we're gonna just get this going. Start yep. it off. Okay. So to decide who gets to go first, we're going to do a quick on the spot rock paper scissors. Best of one. Best of one. And one, two, three. One, throw. two, three, shoot. Yeah. Kay. yeah. And uh, no one can see, so we'll be honest, and we will tell you guys how this works. Here we go. Yeah. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. As a tie. We tied. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Tied again. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay. Ah, Riley wins. All right. Okay, so let's get this going. Um, I'm going to write these down as we go so that we know what our teams are. Okay, so on my... And now I'm worried not the first pick. I feel like the pressure's on yeah. me. So I didn't overthink this too much. I sat down on my movie selection or my movies and I looked up one list online and actually the list was awful. I had these movies on like what the fuck. But I went through and just named mine out. So to start it off, I'm going with what I think is one of the best sequels of all time, The Godfather Part Two. Okay. Okay. That's I, I agree with that one. That one is Thank on you. my list. Thank you. But it's not the one that I'm gonna pick first, which This is exciting, I like this. Makes me worried that you're gonna pick my second one. With the next, yeah. So, but I'm gonna go with which I, the one I wanted first. 
I'm taking the two towers. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is that the controversial? Yeah. Well, Sally's like, I don't know if it's a sequel because it's like part of the whole Lord of the Rings story. But I'm like, what? no, we're talking second films in a series. Oh, she is crazy. I know, but I love her. Oh, sorry, I like her too. <laughs> Sally's great. But like, yeah, we're talking sequel films. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah. I so think. I'm happy. I'm locked in. Perfect. Two towers. Okay. So my number two. Um, don't take it. Don't take it. Don't take it. Don't. See, and it's funny because that's not the movie I thought you were no. going to talk about. Like, that's not the one I was thinking. So we'll get to that later. I don't know what you're thinking of, but I'm going The Dark Knight. Ah, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> Piece of shit. Uh, it's so good. And yeah. like, I almost forget it's a sequel. I feel like, like, obviously it is, but it just stands alone. It's like, because like I often when I watch a movie, I won't just throw on the second one. Usually I'll like, oh, if I'm going to watch them, I'll watch them. But I easily just throw on The Dark Knight and yeah. watch it. It's great. Sorry, right, I took it. No, no, that's all right. I figured that was going to happen. I, sh- It was like, do I go with Two Towers or do I go Dark Knight? I went with Two Towers, so I knew Dark Knight would get taken. Um, For my second one... Oh, I don't know if I actually said this, but we're doing a four each. Yeah. Not very oh, long, not very big teams. Yeah. So. Uh, I will go with aliens oh yeah it's on my list yeah. of course it is yeah. though yeah what a good movie too and that's ones that, uh those i haven't watched those in a long time and yeah they're really. good yeah i mean sorry up to like aliens <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, the, first, the first two are pretty yeah. good yeah and then um, goes really off the rails good a good we, we we you and i talked about this before but like they're great examples of movies that can be good sequels because they're all different yeah and, like, yes three four Five, six, seven, eight, whatever. How many are there are now? They're not all awesome, but like the fact that they're all able to do their own little thing, I like that. Yeah. Okay, so you have Two Towers and Aliens. I've got The Godfather Part Two, The Dark Knight. Oh, now I'm stressing out. I'm gonna no, I'm not pivoting. No, I'm gonna go with Terminator Two. Ah, that was that was my other one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, again, I was gonna pivot a little bit um, just because. I'm I'm kind of worried about leaving some of these off my list because I like they're all good. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Taking Terminator Two. Feel pretty good about my list so far. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with something that I don't think a lot of people have really seen and maybe don't really appreciate it as much as they should. Uh, list. I'm going with Goon Two. Wow. Last of the Enforcers. No way. That's not on my list. Oh god, that's a good movie. It's a man. good sequel because it builds on the first one. It's great. Those are underrated movies for too. sure. Hundred percent, those yeah. are. Uh, Goon, the first one's on my list. To be honest, of movies one for the podcast one day. Yeah, uh, yeah, good call. Yeah, I'm very that, happy with that one. Is that the one where that boss is like he like has that weird boss and he's there? Right, never mind, I don't want it. <laughs> um. Okay, so this means I got my number four pick. Hmm. Okay, this is. I'm gonna take it. This is the one I was thinking might be a little controversial, so you gotta let me know your thoughts. But Empire Strikes Back, yeah, I'm cool with it. Like that's a sequel, right? Oh, for sure. This is the one I thought you were talking about, where it's like not the second one in the film series. Oh no, 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 fuck that. Yeah. But I see the Empire, same thing as Two Towers. Yeah. I don't think that you know Empire is good. Yeah. Now, I could play strategically here, but I'm not. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go from the heart. I'm go gonna go with U.S. Marshals. Wow. Which is a sequel to The Fugitive. I feel like you gave it a very high score when you it watched it as well. Fucking Oh no, you great. watched it before yeah. The Fugitive. That's yeah. right. I remember this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a great movie, super into it. Um I'm that's what I'm going with. Yeah, that one's not on my list. Actually the last two weren't. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. You wanna do one more? As like a bonus? Yeah, we do five. Fuck it. 
Let's keep it at four. But keep it at four? Well, I'll tell you the rest of my list. Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah. Okay, so for that, that being said, that's our team of four. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's our first draft. Yeah. Done. All right, so my team is The Godfather Part 2, yes. The Dark Knight, Terminator 2, and Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, you're probably going to win. <laughs> Pretty good list. <laughs> yeah, that's got to convince two guys to vote up yeah. on. That's a hard one not to like pick that group of movies i promise i'll tell garrett to be fair actually daniel's kind of my friend too <laughs> but i'll tell them to but be I mean, fair how could you vote against the godfather like empire the dark knight you know what you definitely did like you definitely picked like goon 2 i would be surprised if they've even seen that yeah you know so i just thought of like sequels that i like that i thought yeah well that's where worthy I, you know and I did look up a list of sequels, so I had the like the I picked all kind of classics. In a yeah, sense. I, like Temple of Doom was also on mine, but I'm like I'd I don't rather think, pick Last Crusade. Well, I don't think that's the best. Yeah, whereas like yeah. to be honest, The Godfather. Yeah, I think that's okay. So let me talk about that. I don't think I like Empire Strikes Back the best, but as a sequel, I think it's great. Yeah, because you have like the idea that the the villains win. Yeah, you get thrown in because you already know the world. I don't have to talk about Empire right now, but like that's why I chose it. I I do think Jedi is my like a better movie for me. Yeah. but I know Empire is a sequel. It I think it's got a lot to it. Oh, for sure. And I was worried it was going to be one of those ones of like it's not the second one, it's yeah. the fifth. And... Well, that's why I was worried about Two Towers. But... No, but I, again, as a film series, right? Like. Because what you're gonna say, the Hobbit isn't a thing too, right? And then like yeah. at that point, you're kind of splitting hairs. Yeah. Like, and I was thinking about Marvel movies, and I'm surprised you didn't say Winter Soldier. To be perfectly honest, it's on my list. Like, yeah, I literally was just gonna bring it. Yeah, up. yeah. And I do think as a sequel, because like Captain America One, eh, it's not it's okay. bad. It's okay. There's parts of it that are great. There's certain yeah. things that are awesome. The movie itself, yeah, it's not bad. You know, Winter Soldier is, is an excellent film yeah. to me. I'd probably rate it. Very, very high. Still will today, and I, I love it. So it is on my list. I'm just going to maybe throw some other ones yeah. out. Um, I have uh, John Wick, too. Yeah. Thinking about the building of the world. Yeah. Now, I think I've talked about this recently. I think the first one's still my favorite, though, because it's you get exposed to John Wick in the world. Yeah, and it was like watching that style of fight scene for the first time right was like yeah i just like how they build upon the world i the first car scene sticks out to me anyways um spider-man 2 i think this almost I still haven't seen it to this day the doc ock movie yeah still never seen it wow you should watch that movie dude it's great yeah that's what i've always heard it's the best of the as a comic book you haven't seen spider-man 2 i am shocked right (laughs) now and i've never seen it. wow it's very very good yeah i've always hyping it up too much i'm hyping it up too much but it's very good it as a comic book movie has it all kind of thing it sticks to the comic book storylines quite good now the one thing i don't love is like doc ock it's like the arms were the bad guys the whole time that's yeah. lame to me because i like him as a villain but um it's great you should watch it um yeah the, the train scene i'm sure you've heard of it it's just like a, a fight scene that's just amazing uh and road warrior mm. yeah yeah road warrior is definitely better than mad max yeah yeah. And that's I when you were like, I don't know if a lot of people have seen it. I thought you were going to go Bad Max. Mm. And I was like, oh, it's on my list. That would have been a good one. Because <laughs> the first one, it's almost like it's like Road Warrior is the first one. Because that's what a lot of North American audiences watch for the yeah. first time. And they literally made the movie so that you wouldn't have to watch the first one. That being said, though, it's Yeah, because like my dad always told me, like, skip Bad Max. Which actually, like, sure, it's not the best movie in the world, but I don't hate it. It's kind of a nice... But like, it's no Road Warrior. That's right? why it's on my list. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like, so like, would you consider like Dawn of the Dead... Is that considered? Yeah, but I wouldn't consider Zack Snyder's. A no, no, but I mean like Romero's. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Because it is, right? Technically, but I mean, it's not the same characters. No, I don't think that matters to me. Like, 28 Weeks Later was on my list. Uh, no, oh. Not on my list, but a consideration. Yeah, that was a good sequel. That's a, that's a sequel. Yeah. It is. Like, I mean, yeah, you're right. There are certain movies, like, sure, you could look at Lord of the Rings even and, and argue the fact that it's not, but like, end of the day, it's a sequel movie. That's what we're drafting. Yeah. That's how I saw it anyways. Sherlock Holmes 2. That one was pretty that's good. That's a good one, yeah. Yeah. Not as good Jared as the Harris. First. Jared Harris? Yeah. Shout out to the first episode, I think. When we talked about Jared him? Harris, yeah, that episode been, zero. No, that might have been episode zero. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, any more on your list? Uh, no, we actually said most of them. Yeah. Again, unfortunately, it's like classic sequel. Yeah, I thought like, and then I was like trying to think of franchises. I was like Mission Impossible two. Like, no, that's definitely <laughs> like the worst one. Well, and I did struggle with Batman Returns. Like, ah. I struggled with sequels. Like, is uh, Return of the Jedi not a sequel? But yeah. that's why when we started talking, I, yeah. made, I wanted to say the number two. Yeah. Right? We, I'd love to have a number three. Like, Threequel. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> okay, so everyone, thanks for listening to the draft. Hopefully, I kick David's ass. We should just do something fun. Maybe like we did last one with the Oscar thing. Like maybe we just buy beers. Sure. You bring beers or yeah. I bring beers or whatever. Yeah, I, like, I definitely feel you draft, drafted the stronger team. But I'm, Yeah, and mine's the underdog team that like... If someone likes Goon 2, they're going <laughs> to vote for your team. And I did draft from the heart. Like, I really did think Empires were going to be one of be going to be one of your first picks, but I was my fourth. Like, I yeah. left it. I left it for you. Yeah. You know, I'm glad I, I got the two towers. That's, yeah. Well, and it was on my list, and Aliens as well. Mm-hmm. Like, not those are great picks. I was between Aliens and T2, and I'm like, which which James Cameron one do yeah. I want to take? Terminator again kind of has it all for a sequel. Yeah. Definitely yeah. a step up from exactly. The first Terminator. That's, and like. A lot of times sequels take a step down, so it's nice for you guys. Yeah. Anyway, good draft. Good draft. Great draft. Ba-ba-ba-bom. All right. Uh, why don't we throw it to what we've been watching? Yeah. You want to go first? Or I think I have one more. I'll go first. Yeah. All right. I'm going to start it off with Snappy. Barbie, Barbie Heimer. I saw Barbie and Oppenheimer. I'll do yeah. one at a time. Yeah. Um, so we'll start with Barbie. I, um, I liked it. It was pretty not so bad. I think it's getting like very high praise right now, and it's broken records, the highest uh, grossing film directed by a female, mm. which is great. It passed The Dark Knight as Warner, Warner Bros.'s biggest. It's unfortunate. That, well, that being said, though, like inflation is a thing. Um, That's true. I'm going to bring up the NFL real quick. Every time a quarterback gets like signs a new contract, he becomes the highest paid quarterback ever, but it literally it keeps going... Like, like then the next guy signs and he yeah. becomes like it literally is inflation right like yeah. this is how it works, but back to Barbie I liked it it was very good it's doing very well I'm glad it's doing well too, um, there were certain points that I didn't like now Will Ferrell is like the villain in the real world kind of thing, and there's this like there's this like joke with him and his like they're like the Mattel um, like board of directors or whatever there's this joke with them that they're like very cheesy and very campy. And like they're like there's like a chase scene at one point, and the chase scene is like straight out of Scooby Doo from the '60s. Like I was watching it, kind of like what the fuck, and it was like this is weird and bad. Then uh, you know the movie did moved on, and I was into it, and it kind of got better. And there's just like these moments that I wish it took itself more seriously. Mm-hmm. And I understand it's a Barbie movie; you can only take yourself so seriously. It's a Barbie movie, and it kind of just took me out a little bit. But besides that, it was great. There are some messages for like um, like feminism and women empowerment and stuff, but it's a Barbie movie. Yeah. Like when I go see Transformers, I'm gonna see robots blowing shit up. Like a toy, a movie about a toy doll for little girls. I expected messages like that in it. 
so it didn't bug me at all i know the world's kind of freaking out about it but you like, gotta choose a side left or right well again like I'm what did you want to go to the barbie movie for yeah. like go like and like look around you there's probably some 12 year old girls loving this right now you know what i mean so uh it was good it was entertaining as well margot robbie and ryan gosling both did great um ken acts as a bit of like a good guy then he becomes like an antagonist then you like feel for him and he did a really good job like i think ryan gosling was very well cast for the role and margot robbie just kills it she just everything she's in she kills and i, mm-hmm. I think she was great um yeah so i'm gonna give it 7.25 allens out of 10 ah do you michael know that one michael Sarah? yeah fucking hilarious yeah. like laughing out loud at him good. like he was great yeah. and like he's like ken's friend and there's like a real Alan doll. Yeah. He came out as like, all of Ken's clothes fit him. It's like, he's just like, while he's in this world, he's all friend. These, you know. Mm-hmm. The thing is, though, in the joke, everyone's a Ken. And then Michael Sarah is just standing <laughs> there like as an Alan. It was a really good joke. I loved it. The joke, not the movie. Again, yeah. 7.25. So it wasn't bad. But, you know, I won't be buying it on DVD. Are you going to do Oppenheimer too? since you started with No, you go for it. Okay. Uh, first up on my list, finally watched Blackberry. Uh, this is one Riley saw. We talked about it. Uh, 2023 Canadian biographical comedy drama directed by and starring Matt Johnson, Glenn Howerton, and uh, Jay Bruchel. Talking about the rise and fall of BlackBerry, this, the phone. Those of us who are old enough to remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it was really good. I, you were right, Glenn Howerton. Yeah. Definitely steals the show. Yeah. Um, and like they're all good, but he. Just... Yeah. Like, uh, I love the change in Jay Baruchel's character over the film. Yeah. Like how he starts from this very timid, quiet guy to like a fucking asshole well, by you, the end. You literally see it and he's like, no, we will never do this. And then like that decision that he makes at the end, like, not ruins the company, but very close. I love that ending scene too when he's like, here's the hum. Yeah. It's, it's a, a good movie, man. Yeah. I really liked it. Uh, I was very pleased with it. Um, Matt Johnson, again, just nails it. He as was very funny too, he's eh? Fucking great yeah. too. It's just his like best friend who like helps him start the company. His face. Just like, all I see is his, <laughs> yeah. his dumb, like, yeah. yeah. He's good. I love that he plays him like, Almost that character and everything he's in, but yeah. it always seems to work. This is in the only everything thing, he's in. This is the only thing I've seen him in. Is this? It really makes me want to watch Nirvana yeah. the show or the Batman oh, show. I know. It. I don't and, know where uh, you find it these days. But what's uh, Operation Avalanche? Or yeah. yeah, yeah, You can watch that online yeah, for yeah. free. Um, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, I gave that one eight. Made in China electric hums out of ten. Ah, nice. Yeah, yeah I didn't know it was Canadian too. Blackberry, yeah. like yeah, out yeah. of Ontario. Uh, yeah, Windsor, I think or. Waterloo. Waterloo, yeah. Waterloo. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it has to do with like the NHL for a little bit too. Well, and, like, yeah. And, and, and so it, I'm one of the guys too. Like when I watch a movie like this, I'm like on the drive home, like oh, I want to look up the Blackberry when I get home. And then I'm a rabbit hole of these characters. And it's true, man. He like tried to buy uh, uh, Hamilton. The, yeah, the Hamilton Penguins or something? Or? No, Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, he tried to buy the Pittsburgh Penguins and Hamilton. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, man, and like Carrie Elvis's character, yeah, <laughs> the, the Palm Pilot, right? Yeah, yeah, I remember those things. yeah crazy. Yeah. He was like barely in it, but like he was so billed as like one of the people in the movie. Yeah, too. And yeah. he's like what, maybe like five minutes of screen yeah. time. Yeah, um, no, it was really good. Um, it's nice to watch a well-made Canadian film and be like, yeah, we, we can make good shit in Canada and like not a big Hollywood budget, like yeah, a, a sci-fi. Yeah, and, you and it, know? it's it was not a huge budget. I don't think it did great in the box office either, but yeah. it's not. Do Canadian movies ever do like yeah, fair, that yeah, great? Yeah. And uh, like an up and not maybe an up and coming, but like a younger filmmaker that clearly we're both fans of yeah. so far. So I'll definitely go watch anything else. Yeah, and I want to. I'm gonna try to watch yeah. more. Yeah. So, 
All right, cool. Uh, Oppenheimer. Went and saw Oppenheimer as well. Now, we actually didn't record. Like, last time we recorded was a while ago, so it took me a while to see Oppenheimer. There was, like, issues in Calgary with the, the IMAX. Yeah, we were going to go the one night. Yeah. It sold out, and we were there, like, an hour before And the then bucket. I tried to go, the ne- like, a week later, and because, like, you, you wouldn't have even been able to see it that night. Like, that night, they had to sell tickets for the week after. It was, fu- it was like, delayed. And Calgary went through this big thing, but I waited patiently. Saw it in IMAX. Nice. Well worth it. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. Awesome. So the movie itself, um, it's about, uh, what's his name? Robert? Robert? Robert Oppenheimer. Robert Oppenheimer. Robert Oppenheimer. <laughs> um, Robert uh, the guy who made the uh, atomic hydrogen bomb? Atomic bomb. Atomic, atomic bomb. bomb. Uh, in World War Two or at the end of World War II. Uh, it's just, it's Christopher Nolan's newest movie. I'm sure that our listeners have heard about it. It's a big deal. It was fucking awesome. Like, my kind of movie Christopher Nolan movie, A, to begin with, and then the kind of like Blackberry, like literally a, a real life story and like a dive into the details of this story, right? Mm-hmm. I was just entranced by it, man. And like, first of all, the IMAX, there's like certain scenes, and Nolan does a, does a great job of like just editing back and forth. So, like, the movie is kind of about two different hearings or like interviews with people, and then like you learn about the past through these interviews and you see what they're talking about so it's a lot of like back and forth and like jump cutting and the way nolan kind of does right like he just says i think that's part of his style and there's like shots of like stars and and atoms and like not bombs but like the react like chemical reactions and it's just it was fucking crazy man and he would like Oppenheimer's like having these thinking moments and he's like thinking about the bomb and he's like looking at stars and you just like see crazy shots of like I don't even know what I was looking at. It was fucking awesome. It <laughs> I was, was high as fuck. <laughs> I was loving every minute. It was great, it. man. It's like again, that, that that's why I'm happy I waited for IMAX. And he does this weird thing where he would go from like a widescreen, so like you see the bars, to like boom, full screen. Hmm. And it was like the same scene. It was like back and forth. So it was like a little jarring in that sense, but it worked. It was Christopher Nolan like killing it, man. And like I don't know. I was like right into it. Nice. It was great. Excuse me. I couldn't tell you which actor was best in it. I heard Robert Downey Jr. was like crushed it. Dude, they all crush it. Like I couldn't tell you who. I don't. I think Killian Murphy was better, but I actually think Florence Pugh was better. Yeah. And fucking uh, Emily Blunt. What? Matt Damon too. Dude, they're he's hilarious. (laughs) He's like a badass, but he was funny. They're they're all great. Like actually, that's the main thing I took from the movie is like, wow, that was a good acting movie. Like a well well acted movie. Sorry. Sorry. No go ahead. No go. Um, I do it to you all the time. (laughs) The um the premiere of Oppenheimer was like the first time that like um it showed that like the cast was gonna strike with the actors because they didn't go to the screening. Like, they went to the screening, and then, like, after that, it was a press tour, and the whole cast walked off, because that's when the strike happened. Cool. And it was, like, the first major event that was going on where the cast didn't show up for. Well, and that being said, you know, I just talked about Barbie as well. The reason I kind of brought it up as, like, a, as a pair at the beginning is Barbie and Oppenheimer coming out in the same weekend kind of, like, did this thing with cinema. It, like, it, helped. Yeah. It helped, like, revamp like, going to the theater cinema's again. kind of been taking a shit-kicking since COVID. We'll do it in, like, I have been going to movies. Like, literally, when COVID was like, hey, you can go do stuff again. I went I went to the theater, like, that week. Like, I was still trying to go see movies. I, I love the theater. I yeah. always have. I like popcorn and iced tea and smoking a doobie. <laughs> Sue me. Um, but, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm happy that Barbie and Oppenheimer together kind of got this fire lit under everyone. And people, like... 
yeah, you might have only gone to see one movie this year, but people went to see a movie this yeah. year, and I love that. Yeah, it's good. Know, yeah, um, yeah, man. Sorry, I'll, I'll move on. It was just, it was very good. I think seeing it in theaters, specifically IMAX, helped. I don't know if like I'll get home watching on my TV and be like, oh, why did they keep cutting in those weird yeah. ways? Like I don't know, but it was great. I'm very happy I waited to see an IMAX. Um, the plot itself was good too, and it, it's a heavy movie, right? Like it's it's about this guy building a bomb and. You get to see, Killian Murphy was really good in it, and his character was just you know I, I'd watch a longer movie. I don't know if it needed to be three hours because it you know. <laughs> yeah. I'd, but I, that being said, I'd say I only got quote unquote a little bored at the last ten minutes. Like I was into it, man. It was a, it was a like a catching movie. You know, it was. It, it, I was just. I was. I was. I was got. It got me. I was very happy with it. Uh, Nine point two five. Great actors out of ten. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um. I didn't see it in IMAX, unfortunately. Even though I was like talking on the podcast, I was like, "If you're gonna see this movie, you gotta see it this way." Uh, we tried, and it just didn't yeah. happen. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if even like five years down the road or a year, An they're Oppenheimer like re-release, and like I don't know, man, it might be worth it. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I definitely would like to. Yeah. Um, okay, next on my list, uh, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Ah, uh, hooked on. It's not good. I liked it. I did not enjoy it. I. It felt all of the. It felt forced. It felt like a hollow shell of what the Guardians oh. used to be. Like when the Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one came out, everything was fresh. It was like new and exciting, and the way that they bantered was good. And then the second one came out, and it still kind of had the heart of the first one. It was a little bit different, but it was still like good like i still enjoy the second one but like watching this one like i just it just felt like a hollow husk of what the guardians used to be like i didn't really care about anything that was going on even the rocket stuff well obviously like somebody torturing animals yeah that's not going to be fun to watch (laughs) but like even that was like a little excessive i guess like i don't know yeah like seeing rocket his origin story like i it was like the thing i got it that it was terrible it was, and the guy was a piece yeah, of shit yeah, yeah. i didn't need to see like all of them die like <laughs> like okay i get it it's sad he's torturing animals but like star lord and like the ending was just like well i'm gonna go do this i'm gonna go do this and i'm gonna go do this and it just felt like i just like i said hollow it just wasn't fun i didn't Adam Warlock was tacked on. Like, why was he even in this movie at all? He was the best part for sure, because he was funny, and it didn't feel forced. He with did a him. good job too, Will Poulter. Yeah, yeah. but he, like, why was he in this movie at all? Just because um, he was teased in the second one, it felt like. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. Hmm? I don't mean to interrupt you. Like I always no, okay. do. Uh, I just found, like, I didn't love the second one, and I think a lot of what you're saying to the sec or about this one applies to the second one for me. And I just wanted like disagree in the sense of i think this one brought back some heart and t- some charm to me I felt the second one felt like oh let's just let's just have problems with each other kind of thing and like ego as a villain i felt him as like kind of like why did this all just happen what was the point here yeah whereas like i definitely liked high evolutionary as a villain i thought he was a good villain yeah yeah like well, he was like a marvel villain like okay see but ah yeah i don't know next one Let's move on. Yeah, and I think I'm going to disagree there. I thought he was a better villain than that. Like, like 
Ronan, the first from like I think Ronan is one is the villain that you just like like what was Ronan's whole point from the first one? Yeah, he just wanted to kill people. Yeah, but that's okay. Everyone wants. That, <laughs> I, I guess that's just where I'll disagree with you and like. Uh, um, I will say, like, a shining moment was Nathan Fillion. Dude. The bit about him not liking the that guy. fucking funny? That was good. I was dying. I saw that movie, I think, three times in theaters, and every single time, man. And, like, I don't know if it's just because, like, I feel like we would get along with him. Like, he just makes us laugh. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's so... I got one of those. <laughs> yeah, like, that was... I just made that up. <laughs> like, that, that was, was good. Yeah, yeah I that, that didn't feel forced, but, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, like... I'm just over it. Over it. Yeah. But it just, I don't know. I was expecting like a big blowout, huge, grand finale. It's like the third one. And it was like, what? Yeah. Uh, there was not really any great, even the way the action scenes were shot. I hated it. Really? Yeah. Ah, you're crazy. No. The like, hallway part? The hallway okay. part is dope. It was all, yeah. Okay. It was all right. But like the way it was shot, where it was like, it would like go close up on people and then like pull away. Like it did not work at I all think for me. You're crazy, sir. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't like it. I didn't like the way it was shot. I I've liked all the other action set pieces in Guardians and always thought they were fun. Like but, the, the first two, you mean? Yeah, but I just it was just it shot was shot different than his other stuff was in the other ones. I don't know. Go back and watch it and just tell me yeah, if you don't right, think it looks right. looks different. I will agree with the ending. Now again, I can I can deal with some cheese, especially like Disney, Marvel. Like I can get with some cheese. You can mm-hmm. cheese me up, and I'll, I'll I'll take it. I like provolone. Eh, actually, no, I do too. Um, Provolone's pretty good too. But like, oh, like I thought we we're just saving the kids. Yeah, well now we're saving all the animals. Like yeah. that's where. And yes, you're right. Someone torturing animals. I'm obviously not into that. Yeah. Like, and yes, save animals. Like I'm into that too. But like, oh. Yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah. They're all saving the animals. They're like, we're going to save the animals until the post-credit scene where we're just going to like butcher a bunch of animals. Well, and I don't... That's that's funny, actually. <laughs> I don't love... Uh, this is weird, too. This is my expectation as like a fan, but someone should have died. And there was... A hundred percent. There was too many moments of them teasing a death and not... Okay. I don't want to say delivering, yeah. but like... Like, why wasn't Star-Lord dead? Yeah. And so that's... You said, too, like... uh the ending of like oh i'm gonna go here i'm gonna go here like they were very clear this was james gunn's goodbye to the guardians like to me i thought uh drax and or peter were gonna die and they both had moments what they should have yeah. could have yeah um it's very similar to the comics i was into buying the guardians of the galaxy comics i have a lot of them all the ones i could the star wars or the star lord comics i'm i don't buy them yeah. Like, I'm not super excited. And I love Chris Pratt. I love him. And I love these movies. But I'm not super ex- It's kind of a spoiler. But he's going to get his own show or movie or something. And I'm yeah. not super excited. No. I kind of think he should have died. Yeah. And, and, like, I think that's also why there's another reason, like, as a third movie, there was no payoff. You yeah. said kind of a big, uh, like, a big bang. or like yeah. A, yeah. Like, yeah. there was no great... I like think, big think, action yeah, scenes yeah. you know it's the third one you're supposed to be stepping it up to its utmost i do think that hallway fight was dope and i think yeah. you're wrong there it's but. not shot great it was like the best part of the movie yeah, for sure yeah. but then again i was talking to sally about it like i've seen rocket climb up and oh, get the trees or whatever yeah and yeah. get spun around yeah. that, that part's good better in the first one and better in uh, Infinity War when he's with Winter Soldier. Yeah, like, yeah. I've seen this happen before. I see. I, and see. I don't need to see it again, but not as good. I actually thought Groot was dope. 
I like yeah. uh, his like kaiju, the Groot kaiju. And he yeah. gets all, I like that part. Yeah, like it had like moments. Overall, sorry, we're talking about we this did go down a, a <laughs> rabbit hole <laughs> there. Rabbit hole. You get me talking um, about Marvel. Sorry. I gave it three disappointing endings. Out three, of three. You're fucking crazy. That's how thoroughly disappointed I was. You're crazy. I was man. bored the whole movie, man. All right, I'm gonna. Are you? Gonna, yeah, I'm done. I am gonna give you. I'm gonna throw you a bone here. I watched the Batman again. Uh, Matt Reeves, the most not yeah, the most yeah. recent Batman yeah. movie. Dude, I fucking loved that movie. Fuck yeah! I was so into that movie, and like again, I may have just been like a little too high, or like but just the right amount of high. Yeah, man. Oh man, I was right into it, and like from the beginning, I was like, oh, I like the narration, and all of a sudden, I was like, I like the way this is shot, and I was just like everything about that movie. I was like right into it, man. I've seen it before, once in theaters, two years ago almost at this point, like when it first came out. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while since I watched it again. Um, I love the world. I love the way Matt Reeves tells us the, the story. Yeah. To me, it. Uh, sorry, I'm getting down. I would say it was a little long. Oh, for sure. It did. Yeah. It's similar to the fucking Oppenheimer. Like, you know, you don't have to make give me three-hour movies or whatever. Well, sorry. Yeah, just like... The whole like shooting like shooters like felt like attacked on the shooters. Yeah, when like he like takes down the Riddler and then he finds out like oh, oh there's also gonna be the, the shooters the stadium or the stadium and then or all of a sudden yeah, 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 and then there's yeah, yeah, also like yeah, a flood. Yeah. It was like it just yeah, felt yeah. okay. It's just tacked on and on um, and on. That being said, though, I loved it was essentially a three hour chunk of this Batman world and story that I want more of. Oh yeah, like I'm I was, looking forward to the sequel. Man, sure. I don't know why I was just so into it. Like I think Edward Cullen. No, that, no, that's <laughs> that's fucking funny. My Pattinson. apologies, uh, Robert Pattinson. Uh, I thought Robert Pattinson did a fucking great job. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember this from the first time I saw it, but you barely see him as Bruce Wayne. And yeah. when you see him, it's mainly with Alfred in those moments of they're, they're Batman. He's Batman, yeah. essentially. Um, but I think his Batman was was a, was a great Batman. Yeah. I'd like to see them explore his Bruce Wayne a little more in the sequel so I could see what his Bruce Wayne is like. But yeah, I don't know. I was into the world and I loved the way they told the story of like, it's Colin Farrell, man. It's year two, right? This, the movie, I think year one, I think it's like the end of year one or something. I think this is like going into year two or something. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. I just like love the idea behind that, and like we don't, we've been through this before, you and I. But like, we don't need another Batman origin story, and they didn't do that to us. Like, perfect, well done, man. (laughs) Colin Farrell. Yeah. I've talked about him in the past in in Bruges and other movies and stuff. One of my favorite actors right now, and he just like I would watch a show about yeah. him. Yeah, when I first heard like they're like, oh, we're gonna do the Penguin spin off. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I watched the movie. and I'm like, okay, like he almost I'm down. Needs, he needs <laughs> yeah. more, man. I'm down with that. Uh, and Paul Dano or Dano or yeah, like, he's great Good as Riddler. Riddler. Like I wouldn't even think about that casting kind of thing and he nails it the one thing i don't like is that they threw the joker in yeah there and like, i agree like we, and we've been through this but like we don't need another joker like there's so many good batman villains yeah. you could have made that anyone in that other cell yeah clayface i would have been like oh, apparently yeah. like that is i've heard a rumor that yeah clayface might be oh the... cool well you know there's a lot of villains that are like on the cusp of like we all know them but there hasn't been a movie yeah. or them in like a movie yet yeah so, honestly i could go on about it for quite a while I loved it. Uh, I'm going to give it nine great prosthetics out of ten. Just because... Penguin. If you didn't tell me that was Colin Farrell, Never I don't known. think I would have known. Yeah. Okay, so next up on my list... Um, see? I can like your comic book movies. Listen. I like your comic book movies. I didn't like that one. Okay? That one was It's just- funny, too. I'm sorry. I'm going to go back. We already talked a lot about it, but going back to Guardians. Um, Marvel being on a bit of a 
low point, I will say. Yeah. I thought it, like, maybe that's why, too. Maybe I'm comparing it to the other movies they've released recently. Yeah. And I just, like, I was I was into it, man. And, like, I haven't literally watched anything maybe that's from the why. phase. You watched Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi? No. Oh, that's, yeah, well, maybe you'd hate it. <laughs> Never mind. Moving on. Okay, next up on my list is the 1969 American Western buddy film, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance oh, Kid. Oh, cool. Uh, starring Paul Newman and Robert Redford as the name Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. It's essentially a story about these two outlaws. Uh, it kind of picks up when they're like famous as robbers, and this group of police comes after them, and they got to get out of the country. So it's about them escaping the police, going to a new country, doing the same thing over, and then there. having to fight the police then. Uh, it was fucking great. Yeah. I've heard good things. Uh, yeah. I quite enjoyed it. The chemistry between Paul Newman and Robert Redford is really good. And as they're like, both younger? Or are they like... Robert Redford's quite young is he in this one. Paul Newman's older than he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like Paul Newman is like the charming ideas guy. And he's like Butch Cassidy, who's like the leader of the gang. And then Robert Redford's the Sundance kid, who's just like awesome with a gun. Okay. And like the two of them together is just like the comedic timing between the two of them is great. And like, you just understand that these are two good buddies who just don't know how to do anything else other than cowboy. And pretty cool. um, yeah, it's, it's good to see them being like chased by the police. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. My wife came in at like a boring part because it's when they leave America to go, I think they go to Bolivia. There's just like, they show it as like all these like photos so it's about like three minutes of just photos with music. My wife's like, "What the fuck are you watching?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, you missed the, the it's, it's from the sixties. Yeah, you missed the start when it was like super fun and it was like funny. And it's just like that's how they show like the passing of time is like these photos of them in New York the and then montage this, like, of pictures. Yeah, so shots, obviously yeah. that was from a different time. We make movies a little bit differently now, but uh, I'd highly recommend it. It was super fun. I gave that one eight soft white fleshes out Gross. of ten. Eight white. What was it? Soft white flesh. Soft white flesh. Yeah, I'm not. He's sure. like him with a bicycle. It's it's fine. Hilarious. Oh, it's a funny moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. And okay. they also talk about it in Top Gear, and they do the same thing because uh, they actually go to the real place where Butch Cassidy. Or yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Good. Um. All right. I finished Secret Invasion. It was mm. the Marvel show talking about shitty Marvel stuff? Uh, <laughs> Added to the list. Um, so I, <clears throat> excuse me, I mentioned it in the last couple episodes because I wasn't finished it, but I finally finished it. It, it, it was all released now. Um, essentially, it's a show about Nick Fury uh, dealing with an invasion of Skrulls, who are uh, shape shifting aliens in the Marvel universe. They were introduced in Captain Marvel. So the show is about. Again, like a, a group of scrolls trying to invade Earth, and Nick Fury knowing knowing them from his past and trying to like deal with it. Um, it was okay in the idea of like a Nick Fury show, which I brought up before. Like Nick Fury finally gets some time to like not just say one liners. Like yeah. you get some like history of his character and some emotion from him and everything, and like you see his wife and shit like that. Um, Amelia Clark is in it. She's one of the scrolls, and she's like the daughter of uh, Talos. Yeah, of Talos. Yeah, yeah. who is uh, Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, uh, and he was really good in it as well. Um, I'd say he was kind of the best part. Sam Jackson is Sam Jackson. Like he was what you want out of him. Uh, Amelia Clark was Amelia Clark was good as well. The only thing, um, sh- I'm just gonna spoil it because fuck it. Yeah. 
I don't think you're ever going to watch it, and I don't no, know. No, I, I, I watched like the pitch meeting for it, so I kind of okay. know some stuff. Oh, I'm sure you know all about it uh, if you watched a YouTube funny video about <laughs> yeah. it. But, Hit me with the fact. Let me tell you if I know it. Um, so they become super, super scrolls. Yeah. They essentially um, gather powers from different people in the Marvel Universe. Groot is one of them. Uh, Extremist from Iron Man 3 is Drax. one. Drax is one of them, yeah. Um, they essentially... In the show, it makes sense. They it's like the battle of Thanos. They just got all this DNA from yeah, that battle. I learned that from a YouTube video. Well, I could have told you if you wouldn't fucking interrupt me. Sorry, that's okay. Just pulling a Riley. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> um, anyway, so at the end, when Amelia Clark becomes a Super Scroll, it was the big payoff of the show. The thing is, though, is they were hinting at it the whole time. They like delayed, you know. Like, we're going to do this. They don't do it until four or more episodes, and then you finally get the big payoff in the last episode. And it looked awful. <laughs> so Super Scrolls, essentially, they get to combine different powers. The main guy does all the powers of the Fantastic Four, the first uh, Super Scroll. So I kind of was maybe hoping and thinking they would do a Fantastic Four. Makes sense, building even, into even that. Even a yeah. little. Like, yeah. show me stretchy powers. You know what I mean? Because we've already seen Mr. Fantastic, right? So... But they didn't do that. They just used powers we've already seen. And then them showing us the powers. I've talked about this with other Marvel shows. I'm sure the money goes into the movies. Like, I thought Guardians looked great because the CGI looks good. Like, the CGI in Secret Invasion just looked so bad. Mm -hmm. She has, like, this weird baby Drax arm. Like, it doesn't even <laughs> looks good. look good. And, like, her Groot arm looks great. But then her Drax arm looks like it's fucking... Like, I drew it. And I can't even draw. Like, what are you doing? And... It was like this big payoff, right? Like, so your big payoff looks like shit. And then the fight scene was pretty good, but I was almost laughing during the fight scene. So, like, it was very underwhelming in that sense. And, like, I don't know. It let me down in the fact of the show had potential. I just don't think it hit. Mm. I liked her a lot. Like, Amelia Clark is a good actress. And I, I probably will watch her in the next project that she makes, whether it's Marvel or not. But I just, to rewatch the show, I just know what's coming. And I. I Probably won't rewatch it again. Watch a 15-minute recap. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm going to get 6.25 bad-looking superpowers out of 10. Yeah, I've heard it. I think it's like the lowest ranked of the shows. Well, and again, like you can do things. I'm trying to think of a good example. Like uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Villain was kind of trash in that show. Yeah. And, but they had a good, like the, the last episode, spoilers for that show that's been out for a while, but he comes out as Captain America at the end, the yeah. Falcon. And he looks, it looks weird, but it looks good and it's done well. And he yeah. has a really good moment with his camera. Yeah. Oh, that was a good episode. Yeah. You know, that was a good show. Yeah. Like it was the opposite with this. Mm. Like that, that was a good show. Like, oh, that, that was a bad episode. Yeah. Maybe that show's not that good. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I don't like this. Yeah. So anyways, moving on. All right. Next. Pretty funny though. Edward Cullen as Batman. I was just thinking about that. <laughs> Uh, it's unfortunate. I do have to buy that. The, the Batman? Yeah. Yeah, it was I, really good. I haven't bought it yet. Yeah. Um, next up on my list is the 1993 Western film. I obviously watched this one before yeah. Butch Cassidy, and I was like, I want to watch more Westerns. Anyway, uh, is the film Tombstone. Oh, yeah. Right. Stars right. Kurt Russell, Val right. Kilmer, uh, Powers Booth, Bill Paxton, Sam Elliott, Michael Bean. Oh, good, good guy. He's a little underrated, that guy. Yeah. So much to talk about him. Uh, Michael Rooker also pops up in it. Nice. Uh, it's a story about um, shooting at the OK Corral. Uh, Wyatt Earp and the Earp brothers. Doc Holliday. <laughs> yeah. 
uh it's like one of those classic western films that everyone talks about when you talk about like the genre of westerns like you need to watch tombstone yeah uh i watched it i enjoyed it i quite i quite liked it val kilmer obviously stole the show yeah as uh doc holiday he's fucking every scene that man is in he is amazing well it just kind of shows val kilmer like i would i don't know he's like for when you get val kilmer killing it he fucking kills it yeah yeah like don't get me wrong, Kurt Russell is obviously great as Wyatt Earp, and like the Cowboys are great too, the villains. I quite enjoy them. But Val Kilmer obviously is just the fucking the top thing that when you watch that movie, you're going to be talking about him after. Um, Some dogs upstairs? <laughs> we keep it down up there, Jesus Christ. Um, no, it was, it was good. I, I thought it was weird the second half where all of a sudden he's just hold on a sec i did not get to the second half so don't spoil too much really yeah i don't know if you remember this but kent came over kent if you're out there listening you came over and you fell asleep so i turned it off okay so how far did you see up to because i don't want to spoil anything did you see like what happens to the white brothers no oh so you haven't seen like fucking anything well no it was (sighs) i don't you see the shooting at the okay corrals do you see the aftermath of that that's where I might not have. Okay. So I'll just go ahead and rate it then. Uh, I gave it uh, seven and a half huckleberries out of ten. Nice. Again, you haven't seen that scene, so it doesn't really... I know, but I will. And I, I kind of am waiting until, A, we talk about it with Kent, or, I don't know, we just talk about it ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Just watch it. It's on Disney+. Plus. I have the DVD. Oh. Well, a la da All right. So I watched uh, Talk To Me. It is the A24 horror movie from... Australia, down under, um, is essentially about a group of Austra- a group of Australian teenagers get this. I want to say like a voodoo hand. They get like this dead hand. Oh, sorry, it's a like a. It's deep, not live. It's not on a live <laughs> hand. It is a dead hand. It's like a like a chopped off hand, and they essentially with this hand can like speak to the dead. So it's they kind of get like possessed by the dead spirit or person or ghost or whatever, and they like speak to the room as this dead person and. They have like 30 seconds to do it, and if they go longer than 30 seconds, something bad happens, and it's hard to get out of, disconnected from the spirit. Obviously, one of the kids does it too long, and it's about that kind of thing. Um, It was pretty good in the sense of, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into, so my buddy Usman, shout out to Usman, gave us a rating, one of those ratings I was talking about earlier. And uh, he was like, Riley, you should go watch this movie. Don't look up anything about it. Just go watch it. And I'm glad I did that because... Besides it being a scary horror movie, I knew nothing about it, and it was a bunch of young actors I don't know, the story I didn't know, and the story was kind of new, like, they kind of, they, like, record themselves talking to the dead, and it's kind of about, you know, kids being kids kind of thing. Um, It was spooky in the sense of not super jump scary, had a couple jump scares, but there's a part that like really creeped me out more like atmospheric and like only a couple moments, but there are moments where I was like, that scene was kind of fucked. Like, I don't know if I want to watch that. And like, I won't spoil too much, but when the one character gets possessed, like the things he does, it just is like, Oh, that's hard to watch. Mm. Like, I remember like I had to look away. It Mm -hmm. was like that. Um, but again, the kind of a new idea, uh, a 24, I'm into a little bit of like an independent, uh, studio. And I'm always down for that. Um, I was happy with it. I'm happy that Usman recommended it to me. Uh, I would say check it out. It's not like the perfect horror movie, but definitely something that was worth me going to see, I would say. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to see it. I like A24. I think they put out pretty good horror films. Yeah, and again, like 
it's not big budget. It's not a slasher yeah. movie or anything, but it, it was good. So I'll give it 7.5 voodoo hands out of 10. Uh, next up on my list, in keeping with the Western theme that I seem to be on, uh, I watched the 2016 remake of The Magnificent Seven. Oh, yeah. Uh, directed by Antoine Fuqua, starring Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt, Ethan Hawke, Vincent D'Onofrio, Byung Hun Lee, and Manuel Garcia Rufio. Hey, you killed that. That was not too bad. Had some practice. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, sitting, like, all right, I got to pronounce this name. Rufio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a sense, essentially a uh, story of this uh, little town. They're kind of getting taken over by a uh, gold mining tycoon. and Rich white men. Yeah, classic story. Uh, so the town all comes together. They say, no, we've had enough. We're going to hire some mercenaries, essentially, to come and protect our town. So they end up hiring Denzel Washington's character, and then they kind of go around recruiting all these different ragtag group of people to come and fight for the town. Uh, we saw some theaters. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember being underwhelmed, and upon watching it a second time, I remain underwhelmed. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I would agree. I think underwhelmed is a good way to put it, because, like, you know, like you said, good Western, you, you've already talked about a couple. You love, like, yeah. a person can love a good Western, yeah. right? It's, it's, it's a fun time period. Like, the formula is there. Yeah. Right? And, I mean... There are certain characters that are like really good. Like I quite liked um, the Byung Hun Lee's character. I remember Ethan Hawke being good too. Yeah, like th- those two are like buddies. Oh, are they? Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, like Chris Pratt is like all right. He's Chris Pratt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It never. No one ever steps up above the bar. It's like a very by the numbers, by the bar action film yeah and again like I've, I've only seen it the once in theaters whenever it came out but i i could remember that like, yeah and yeah upon watching it again i was like yeah okay so nothing's changed <laughs> so it's still right where it needs to be right but i mean i feel like my bar for like western like i know i've talked about this like a couple times not on the podcast but definitely to you in person yeah, it's yeah. like the last half an hour of the lone ranger oh yeah is my bar for like Western like, like and action, action set pieces. Like an action set piece, yeah, yeah. 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 Just yeah. over-the-top ridiculous. Right. If you have half an hour of your life that you just want to like watch something Throw fun, that just watch the last half an hour. I would say the bar for films, though, like you and I watch enough movies, like we know what we like. I'd say like, we've been through this, too, but you're a little harder to please than I am. Like, But you know what you like. We know what we like in movies. We, yeah. We know what we want in a movie. And Yeah, know. and I know when I'm having fun, too. Like I know when I'm enjoying a film versus watching a film like oh yeah great way to put it yeah it's two very different things and with this one i was watching it and it's very much in my head because of it was our last episode but like kick ass what a fun movie yeah right like, and even like i even though i've seen that one i was enjoying still having that. fun when you were watching yeah it. yeah you know like eating that food you're like oh i haven't had this in a while and you're like oh yeah and then there's the i episode. forgot how good this was yeah, obviously like yeah i've had that before yeah. Like, yeah, yeah i remember that being okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the fries were okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway i'll give this one because i kind of have to um seven magnificent cowboys out of ten nice sick reference yeah it's hard not to, to the movie you just rated deep man wow that's like rating exception yeah rateception doesn't sound yeah, okay <laughs> moving on um all right so a friend of mine very close friend sitting across the table from me right now I record a podcast with him. 
That's you. <laughs> me. <laughs> you. Uh, I watched uh, David's house a couple weekends ago, and he asked me just to watch his dog, so I stayed over, and I was telling him that I couldn't find 12 Angry Men, because I still can't fucking find it on DVD, and he was like, dude, watch it when you're at my house. So I watched 12 Angry Men, the movie that you've brought up before, when you first found it and watched it. I remember you really liked it, which is why I wanted to watch it, so I watched it. What a great movie. Yeah. Wow. Movie. Yeah. It was... I don't know. I don't think I've watched a movie like that ever, I guess. And it's a, so for the viewers, it's a movie from 57, I want to say. Uh, yeah, 57. It's essentially about uh, 12 jurors who are locked in their room and talking about the trial that they're juring. I don't really know what the word is. There. <laughs> Debating. Debating sure. on jury for. They're um, jurying. They're jurying. Yeah. I Anyways, uh, they're talking about the trial and they're discussing whether or not the person is guilty or not. And essentially it's about only one of them doesn't vote guilty. And that turns into a giant conversation about why they think he's guilty, why he wouldn't be guilty and blah, blah, blah. And I really saw this movie as it's kind of a study on the human condition. It's 12 different people from different walks and backgrounds of life. Even in the fifties, kind of coming together and, and bringing their own world views and opinions to this case or whatever. And I don't know, man, it was just amazing. It was a well-directed, very well-written, a well-acted movie. All 12 of the actors just shine, I would say. Um, what's this nuts, the main guy? Uh, I'm lost. Peter Fonda. Peter Fonda, thank you. He's great as the main guy. He's the one at the beginning who votes non not guilty and, and kind of sparks the conversation between these guys about what this trial is actually about and yeah like i said it was like a a study of the human condition and i just i I remember talking to people after and like you've never seen 12 angry men before it's great and i was like i know it. i loved it yeah i don't know i i was just yeah it's it just goes to show how good filmmaking can be that you're essentially watching 12 people talking yeah yeah, it's a, it. it's like a bottle movie. It all takes place in one room. Yeah. Literally, you know, besides a couple scenes at the start of the beginning, but everything is in one room. It's literally just, like you said, they're, they're talking. Yeah. And they each, like I said, they each bring their own opinion and you get to learn about each character through these moments. And I don't know, each character, each actor has a moment to shine. Mm-hmm. So each character kind of has a, a moment. They either get to bring their opinion or they get to tell their background or whatever, but... Each person, is, like I said, has this moment. And I remember I was looking up each actor as their moment came up because I was just so interested. And it's funny, too, because some of the actors have crazy big careers. Some of them have only been in a couple things. And yeah. this is one of them, you know, which is crazy. So, uh, yeah, I just really liked it. I would recommend if you're out there and you've never seen it, check it out. Um, it's an old movie, black and white. But it's the only thing not relatable about it is like the actual vocabulary. Yeah. That like the words they use, like oh, it yeah. seems like it's fifties. Like I said, it's like a a study of the human condition, and the points they're talking about are just as valid today as they were over yeah. fifty years ago. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, it's a very well done movie. I'm very happy you recommended it, and I watched it. And like I said, if you're out there, you haven't seen Twelve Angry Men, go watch it. Yeah, I think it's free on Tubi right now. Well, I like DVDs. Yeah, so I know you are. Yeah. But the, you know, there's some people who aren't living in the 90s. I get it. I get it. 90s? Did we have yeah. DVDs back then? We did, yeah. I did. Yeah. I did. Jimmy Neutron. That was my first DVD. Ooh, I have no fact. idea what my first DVD was. Think but about, think anyways. About it. We'll talk about it on the next episode. <laughs> I'm going to give 12 Angry Men, 9.5 Angry Men out of, tw- out of 10. 
out of 12. <laughs> no, it's not that. You know, I have to say like 11 and a half out of 12. Or yeah. Something. yeah. It was very, very good. I really yeah. liked it. Like I said, thanks for the recommendation. No, no problem. I'm glad you watched it. Uh, last up on my list before we get to the main feature is the 1960s British psychological horror thriller film, Peeping Tom. Uh, this is the, what is widely regarded as the first slasher film. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's the story of this guy named Mac. Not Tom. <laughs> He's not Tom. It's Mac. He's not from Boston. Um, <laughs> his name is Mark, and he w- was his father was this really famous psychologist who was really obsessed with the idea of fear and wanted to like learn everything he could about fear and the psychological impacts it has. So he essentially tortured his son Mark his whole life by like scaring him, fucking with him his whole entire life. So it really fucked Mark up, like psychological torture. Right? Yeah, yeah, okay, I see. So it's a story about Mark, and you learn that he's a serial killer who kills women, but when he kills them, he has this specific camera that he uses that he has a knife and a mirror on. So as he's about to kill these women, he's filming it, and they're seeing themselves being killed in the mirror that's weird so he's like obsessed with seeing the fear in their eyes uh, and he's obsessed with dad. making his this film crazy that he's like always like telling people oh i'm making this film and it has a certain arc and story that he wants really? to but it's the same killing you yeah but he ends up saying like oh he's completing his film i'm kind of giving a spoiler here but i'm just gonna do it it's from the 1960s yeah, if you haven't seen it by yeah. now <laughs> So the end of it is him killing himself. So he oh. sees himself oh. and the fear in his own okay. eyes, okay. Okay. and it like completes his film. Cool. Uh, it was it was good. It was like a 1960s film. So obviously, like sometimes the pacing, the acting, is not what we're used to these days. Um, but as like the first slasher film, it was like it was really good. It holds up well. It was like super controversial at its time which is funny because like the shit that we have in theaters these days yeah is nothing compared like you don't really see anything it's pretty funny actually. like you see him coming close to the camera and the girl going ah, and that's yeah, it yeah 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 like nowadays we're watching like people being eaten alive in like an eli roth film dude you know? i couldn't like talk to me had moments i had to look away yeah because it was just i don't really want to tell you it's fucking gross like <laughs> we've seen some fucked up shit and it's just interesting to see like what was so controversial back then and what it is nowadays right so but the where we've come or whatever. Yeah. yeah either way it's a good film uh the main guy mark uh carl boehm i believe he's a german actor nails it uh i'd suggest watching it as far as like a classic piece of cinema goes uh i gave it 6.85 murdered women out of 10 Ooh, dang yeah all right um well i think that's kind of it for what we've been watching before we head on to the feature um i have to watch the bear We've mm. talked about it. Um, so many people in the last like three to four weeks have been talking to me about it, and I do this thing again. I like tell people at work, like, "Hey, what have you been watching?" You know, I talk about movies or whatever, and people are like, "Really, you watch the bear? Like, how have you not seen the bear? You gotta watch the bear!" And like everyone, man. So I, it's uh, it's on my list. I'm gonna watch it soon. I don't know when. I don't know if I'll have it ready for the next episode to talk about it or whatever, but uh i gotta watch it it's on there i'm going to for sure so. well and the makes sense for like the industry you work in that 100 percent. Yeah. yeah and people that's why like someone's like hey man you're richie he was like i don't fucking know what richie is but i guess i gotta watch it hey cousin that's that guy you'll get that uh, that's yeah. that guy uh, he's see. a shit he's like probably one of my favorite if not my favorite character cool on the show. cool yeah cool yeah i'm definitely gonna check it out so okay all right let's go to our feature of the episode episode 20 we're talking 1996 
action thriller film, The Rock, directed by ooh, probably <laughs> one of the most explosive directors of our time, Michael Bay, uh, starring Sean Connery, Nick Cage, Ed Harris, Michael Bean, uh, William Forsyth as well. Yeah, David Morse, John Semnar or something. Uh, Dr. Cox from Scrubs. Nice. Yeah, that's John C. McGinley. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so it's essentially the story of this army general is angry that certain soldiers that were under his command weren't given a proper burial because he used to run undercover ops, right? So he comes up with an idea. Hey, I'm going to steal some rockets filled with some nerve gas. The worst nerve gas known to mankind. Exactly. And he's going to go to Alcatraz, take hostages, point the rockets at the city and say, hey, listen, you guys are going to give me $100 million. I'm going to pay it to the families. The rest of the money, I'm going to take it. I'm going to give it to my soldiers, and they're going to fuck off to countries. So then the FBI is like, Jesus Christ, the fuck are we going to do here? So they call in their best man, Agent Stanley Goodspeed. Their best by chemical man. Their chemical bioweapons yeah, man. That's right. Stanley Goodspeed, played by Nick Cage, because uh, they said, hey, we need a guy who can you know, deal with this gas, deal with these rockets. So they get him, and they're all kind of figuring out, like, you know, how are we going to you know, do this? How are we going to get these guys, get these rockets? Like, no one's ever, you know, broken out of the... Like, we need somebody with some information about the rock. And then, like, the couple of FBI guys are like, hey, I know a guy. And it ends up being this prisoner, John Mason, played by Sean Connery, who was a SAS, so like a British Secret Service agent, who ended up getting arrested, sent to Alcatraz, broke out in the 60s and they've been holding him ever since so essentially he's the only person to ever break out of alcatraz and survive yeah so they say hey we're gonna take sean connery's character and we're gonna take nick cage we're gonna send him with some u.s navy seals into alcatraz to take down the bad guys take down the rockets nailed it that's the plot summary great synopsis (laughs) thank you for listening to episode 20 Um, yeah, so uh, it's a, it's a '90s movie. Oh, it's for sure, a '90s action movie, golden age, baby. I uh, I don't think I've ever felt as manly <laughs> than watching this movie, man. Like my, <laughs> my adrenaline was just pumping, man. Like, yeah, America. <laughs> yeah, like, explosions, fucking. I'm a man. Yeah, I definitely. This is a movie I grew up watching. I think I saw it on like AMC, so I didn't know there were swear words in it until I bought the VHS, and then I was like, "Oh, they drop. Oh, dang!" Well, they say like, "Fuck." His character like doesn't even swear. Yeah, and then, like Sean, obviously Sean Connery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, it was another movie I was worried about picking where I'm. I was worried I was gonna watch it and be like, "Oh, <laughs> so <it sucks>. yeah, <laughs> this isn't good." But I mean, it's exactly what you think it's gonna be. It's like, like, I'm just gonna say, like, to be fair, like. There are this movie like it does kind of suck. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like Michael Bay in yeah. the sixty or ninety yeah. nineteen ninety six. It's like exactly what you think it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah. But like that's why it's so good, I think. And like it's Nick Cage who's not like he's not going full Nick Cage. He's just like kinda like you know, medium Nick Cage. In our last episode was Kick Ass. Uh we talked about him because he's in that as well. And I kinda said they probably were like, Hey, go be weird. But just not too weird. Yeah, they let him be weird. I feel like this was him, them saying like, "Hey, don't be weird." Yeah, but he's still a little weird. So yeah, he like you know, like, like he can't help it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, obviously Sean Connery plays an old 
English secret agent who is like being held by the Americans for like what 30 years or something yeah. I think like yeah. that um he's so good in this movie Sean Connery Sean Connery yeah and like the fact that he's I don't know how old at this point in his career yeah. like he's an old man oh yeah 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 but he fucking kills it this whole movie and like Nick Cage is kind of like this nerdy kind of guy who yeah. ends up kind of being a badass by the end because of course he's gonna yeah. it's a Michael Bay movie yeah exactly um it's just mindless fun it's like uh, like like i said that golden age of the 90s yeah. action films explosions like the score yeah the shots ha- like. hans zimmer i'm pretty sure oh, does yeah? the score yeah the actors they're all like which there was one part that i was watching the movie and i was like this is the music yeah from pirates of the caribbean yeah, yeah it is yeah 100 percent it's yeah. Jerry Bruckheimer. <laughs> like so, what the fuck yeah so jerry Bruckheimer is the producer of this movie um him and don simpson yeah um Jerry Bruckheimer, after this, I mean, a couple years after this, went to do Pirates of the Caribbean. And David's right. The hundred, like, a hundred percent is the, like, like, that's in this movie. I was like, am I, like, I'm pretty sure I'm sober. I smoke a Yeah. This sounds like Pirates of the Caribbean. And then I was like, did Hans Zimmer do, like, Pirates of the Caribbean? No. Really? Yeah. That's weird to me. Yeah. J- Jerry Bruckheimer. I know he does both. So, yeah. yeah. So he's probably like, okay, like let's make this like more piratey. Hey, <laughs> play that song, yeah. that little part there. <laughs> yeah. It's, my G- it's probably what he listens to when he's driving everywhere. <laughs> the same song over <laughs> and over. Yeah. It's just Jerry Bruckheimer's like theme song. Um, yeah. It's not like there's any like standout, amazing performances. Like everyone is great though. Like Ed Harris as the general, like you understand why he's doing it. Yeah. And you kind of also yeah, side with him. And he's really good at playing like a general. Yeah. Uh, I will say, going back to Sean Connery just a little bit, he commands the camera or like the screen. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd have to go back and watch Indiana Jones or even some James Bonds or, so good you know, but like this movie, like when you're wa- The Rock, when you're watching The Rock, like, oh my God, I need to watch his part. Like, you know, I'm, I take notes when I'm watching and watching Sean Connery's parts because he just he commands the, the, yeah. the screen man he just is like he's, he's a powerful actor is the yeah. word I'll use it's, he, it's an actor from like that like yeah. golden age you're right of you're cinema. right yeah good you call know, where yeah. actors were like that it was almost where actors became larger than life yep that's fair like before social media where we kind of yeah, like yeah. now know that they're like pieces of shit he was a character that like you know yeah even though we did learn I showed Riley the clip before we started recording <laughs> that about Sean Connery talking about hitting women which kind of changes like your opinion on him a little bit but him as John Mason yeah is so good and uh, <laughs> watching this movie like as I'm watching it because I watched it like just a couple of days ago and like you're kind of remembering as you're going like okay like oh this scene comes next and like just the michael bayness yeah. of everything like that car chase yeah is yeah, so yeah. like over what? the top and <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous cars are exploding there's like a fucking train <laughs> flying through an air like it wouldn't happen but like you're like oh yeah yes i did yeah fuck yeah michael bay you should make transformers yeah, and then, like nicholas cage is like oh no i guess that's so. always just driving through like glass windows like yeah what the fuck is happening yeah, might as well, <laughs> yeah. Says. Yeah, yeah like it's stupid like you probably say a guy film because i mean let's be honest like this is a film that's not exactly made for women yeah it's like a lot of like big burly guys that I felt pretty manly watching this <laughs> yeah. one. 
Uh, a lot of patriotism boners going <laughs> <Right>? on. <laughs> yeah. um, I do think there are, like, actor. You kind of said, like, all the actors are good, man. I find, like, every actor in this movie is a good actor. Yeah. Like, like underrated actor there, underrated actor yeah. there, underrated actor there. Like, a lot of the people who play the soldiers who, yeah. like, work under Ed Harris yeah, are, man. like, all really good actors. Yes. Like, the guy from Long, uh, not Longest Yard, Green Mile. Um, yeah, like yeah. Second D- David Morse. Yeah, 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 yeah. His mid buddy, he, John C. McGinley. Um, wait, is that the guy I'm thinking of? And no, the guy from um, Candyman. Yeah, uh, the other guy from Fargo. The guy from Fargo. Uh, Bokeem Woodbine. That guy. Oh yeah, yeah, he's that great. Guy, yeah. yeah, he's great. I forgot he was in Fargo. Good season. Yeah, the, yeah, right. Season two. Season, season one. One. I think it's one. It doesn't matter. That guy. Um, but they were they were all really good, and I found. On both sides, so like, um, like Bookman from Seinfeld is the guy who like knows Mason. <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like every, like everyone in this was cast in this movie is a great actor. Yeah, and it's, I don't find it drags anywhere either. It's just fun. It's just like classic '90s manly kicking down the door action movie. It you keeps know? you entertained the whole time. Yeah, I would honestly say it's the most epic ten minutes of a movie. I've like the start is the most epic starting of a movie I've ever fucking seen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It doesn't beat the Dark Knight, though. I, I didn't say it was the best opening. The most epic. It's like, you just see this, like, montage of, like, you hear, like, Ed Harris, <laughs> like, all his soldiers are dying. Yeah. And then you see, like, them stealing the, the shit or whatever. And then you have this calm moment of, like, him and his grave. Or his wife's grave. And I thought, his wife's grave? It just says his wife? Yeah, that's kind of like... What? Give her a name. Like man, this man or this movie is definitely a man movie. <laughs> like the women don't even matter, man. <laughs> what is she? She's my wife. Um, but then it's like, and then like, boom, just like kicks right in again, and they're like soldiers again. Then yeah. you meet Nicholas Cage's character, and it's like, oh, look at us, we're in the lab. And then yeah. it's like, oh my god, we're gonna fucking die. Like I just couldn't, I couldn't calm down, that's, man. That's, that is true. The introduction, dude, of it's all just the nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't bad. It was just like I couldn't, like I was, my heart was going. Now, one of the things that, you know, whenever you're talking about the movie The Rock starring Sean Connery. Right. Needs to be brought up is the fact that there's a fan theory. Mm, Yes. John Mason is actually James Bond. What? Yeah. Because. I knew this. There is some, just the fact that they're like both so similar in characters, like they're both you know, agents that worked for the British government. And it just happens to be like, I think timeline wise, even when you put it like next to the movies of James Bond, like it does make sense timeline wise that this could be an old James Bond. There's not enough evidence against it. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. There's no, well, that doesn't add up because of this. Like, yeah, you have to search a little bit, but again, there's nothing to say that it's not. Yeah, James Bond, and I feel like I like it more just in my own head, pretending that it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I like the idea. I mean, this is kind of on a different tabject tangent, but like, there's a thing that James Bond isn't a character; it's a name. Yeah, it's like a, a like a designation or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which would work that it's really a guy named John Mason who was James Bond. Right. Yeah, yeah. And he was 007. And like the little bit of uh, past, you know, is like he banged some girl and got her pregnant and left. Yeah. That's the really Bond. Like, two, <laughs> two girls every movie? Yeah. Pretty much. I don't yeah. have to go back and watch them all, but like, and the that's fact, what he does. Yeah. The fact that you have Sean Connery, like, literally James Bond. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? Go it up. Look it up yourself. But like, in my own head, 
John Mason was James Bond, and I, I like it better that way. Um, you brought up the card, the chase scene mm-hmm. already. Um, I should have kind of got onto that because I do found or I do find it was the most '90s ridiculous. Like you said, he's like driving through the window, and like uh, he, and they even say like, "Oh, he's hitting everything, trying to get us." Um, I just found it really funny when he first got in the Hummer. I was like, oh, I definitely thought this Hummer was yellow. I don't know why this stood out. I was like, all right, whatever. And then Nick Cage comes up. He's like, I'm FBI business. He like takes that yellow like sports. I don't know what kind of car it is. Ferrari or yeah, something. Yeah, like the yellow Ferrari. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes more <laughs> sense. Um, and then like, yeah, like there's like all those stands they're hitting. There's like the glass. Yeah. There's that old woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. Not even that. The handicapped people <laughs> coming with their wheelchairs, man. Like oh, how much man. more shit can you throw into the seat? But it works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, like, it's cheese, but like, yeah, that good cheese when you're making a charcuterie that you want. You're like, you want the best cheese. <laughs> it's, it's, that's what this it's movie a charcuterie is. cheese. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. That was good, David. Um, yeah, and like I also, oh, it was like from that time before everything was like CGI'd too. Yeah, it's all practical. Oh, most of it's practical. Yeah, or whatever. yeah, like yeah, yeah. There's actually just cars blowing You're up right, and yeah. flipping, which I always like seeing a little bit more than. Especially when you can CGI, tell, right? yeah. Like, yeah, it's just fun. It's good. Um, I going back to Ed Harris as well. His he's the villain of the movie, the uh, the general who takes the hostages and stuff. Um, and they do a good job at the beginning of getting us his character of like you know this is who he is and this is why he's doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But it does a good job of that. It yeah, does a good job of like, you know, again we, he's yeah you sympathize with him exactly you 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 almost want him to win yeah even though he's the villain of the movie yeah right and when he he doesn't want anyone to die he's like kind of actively rooting for that and like he at a part we'll talk about later when they they kill a bunch of people like he's he feels awful about it yeah and then he kind of a spoiler but at the end of the movie when he does bluff and they call him for his bluff he's like all right we're done yeah, like I'm like, what do you think? I'm crazy. I'm not gonna kill him. Yeah, like, like he's he almost isn't isn't the antagonist. It almost like he stops being the antagonist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you kind of think he is, but it's really the other people around him. Yeah, and he lets it all happen. Sure. Yeah, but it was his idea. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, he's doing it for X, Y, and Z reasons, and yeah. those reasons are good reasons. Yeah, and I think it's every person he kind of comes in contact who's like on the good guys says like, listen, I agree with what you're trying to do here but the way you're doing it is yeah. fucking insane yeah and then uh i don't know it's like the military room like this the the general guys when i was like the man's a goddamn hero yeah right like he is yeah like everyone respects him and agrees with what he's doing he yeah. just he's he made, doing it maybe the wrong way yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i don't know how much more <laughs> i have to say about the rock um it makes me want to watch Armageddon and Con Air. That's <laughs> yeah, Con Air. Sure. That's fast forty five. Yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, I have a couple more things. I do find the movie itself like it's it's very action manly, very cheesy, but it does have good bits of like dr- drama in it. The moments with his daughter. Yeah. The I mean, I guess there's more comic comedic moments, but that being said, it's quite funny as well. Well, and like it is also well acted, like the interactions between Ed Harris and Sean Connery at that one scene. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Like, like that. Sean Connery is just a badass. Yeah, man. yeah, and like you buy it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's like this old man who's like sixty yeah. maybe at this point, but I'm like, yeah, no, he could do that. And he like could you pull said, like off. Nicolas Cage too, like his growth as like 
nerdy office or not office guy but lab guy into mm-hmm. like not that like he's a field agent but he's a badass at yeah. the end right he and does then, like it. even lying for sean connor yeah. like oh no he's dead yeah you know uh i do think the ending is a good payoff um you get you know sean connery gets his ending but he's free nicholas cage wins he gets to he has the power now because mm-hmm. not only did he win but he lies to the bosses about the person that you know, he's supposed to help or that's supposed to like capture or whatever. And like, you kind of see it like these pieces of the growth, but the, the one guy rips up the, the thing and yeah, I just gave that man my word. I'd like to know. So like, you know, the growth is there. I think it's a good growth for his character. Yeah. Then the two of them together make a good team. They do. Yeah. And then even, you know, again, the ending with Ed Harris, uh, Ed Harris. Yeah. When he, um, switches pretty much. Yeah. He has this moment, like his dying breath, he tells them how to stop the yeah. or where the thing is, yeah. right? So, like, his growth and his change even, I don't know, like, I found the journeys of each character to be quite well done. Yeah. yeah. Like, they shouldn't have been that good because of what the movie is. Like, it's... Perfect, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a great, like... It's not really a drama piece no. or a character piece. It's an action piece. But like the right? char- the actors carry the characters where they need it to go. You've worded a couple things really well, well this episode. You know, I'm on the I'm two beers, so I'm <laughs> really like right right in that sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where I'm just going off like what's coming out of my mouth. There's no filter, and it just happens to be working. That's very fucking funny. Um, I was just le- like looking, you know, as we talk, I'm kind of scanning some things. Yeah. Apparently, Quentin Tarantino was an uncredited screenwriter for I this saw that as actually. well. Yeah. That's cool. Probably those good, like, quirky, those scenes. Yeah, those, like, like dialogue like, scenes like, or whatever, right? The snappy dialogue. Um, real quick, I will say there were some not great stereotypes in this movie. The barber? The barber. Yeah. Um, there was, like, that angry black, like, tour guy. <laughs> like, save yourselves, everyone! <laughs> like, that guy. There's, the a, old... there's a couple of, like, stereotypical, like, African-American people, like, even on, like, the tours when they're like oh like, yeah locked yeah, up. yeah and again, i have my gun that lady yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah but it makes me think about armageddon which is also yeah, michael bay right yeah, it is yeah and i think there's a uh, eddie griffin, eddie griffin yeah. yeah yeah uh even like the old lady across the street though like <laughs> which definitely was not an old lady <laughs> oh no that's sure dude that's like a sight gag <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like you put that in any movie that's fucking funny yeah um and then the last kind of thing i have is just that prom queen part David did a immaculate tease last episode. It was like Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Yeah. Um, and it's just a good little moment of like, Sean Connery says to Nicholas Cage, he's like, all right, you got to go go do that. And he's like, yeah, I'll do my best. And Sean Connery just takes offense. Yeah. He looks at him. He's like, your best. Losers do their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Yeah. And then uh, he's like staring at him in this moment. I don't remember his girlfriend's name. Carla. Carla. He just, Nicholas Cage looks up at him. He's like, Carla, who is fia- his fiance? He's like, Carla was the prom queen. And it's like that little yeah. moment of like, um, Sean Con- like Mason kind of thinks he's still like schooling um, Goodspeed. Yeah. But it's kind of Goodspeed being like, actually, no, I already am yeah. fucking the prom Listen, queen. Man, I'm the fucking and it's man kind here, of, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that, not acceptance, but like understanding of like, oh, this guy is a little better than I thought. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. thought that was a good little, like, it's a little moment about fucking the prom queen, but yeah. it's actually more about that. Maybe. Yeah. I thought that was a good, good moment between two of them. Yeah. Still problematic dialogue, but it's still something that is like stuck with me since i saw that as a kid i don't see it too problematic I'm like right? yeah i mean i didn't but like <laughs> i did we didn't have <laughs> prom. i was like we were we were at your house yeah. <laughs> probably watching the rock <laughs> yeah i can fuck the prom <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Uh, okay, I don't have a ton more. Uh, Riley's Radical Shots, or whatever we we're going to call it. Sure! <laughs> <laughs> uh, just some shots that stood out. Um, we kind of talked about it already, but the cheese in this level, the charcuterie, or the, the, the level of cheese in this movie, the charcuterie, yeah. Yeah. Uh, was rifled throughout this movie. I was writing down cheesy shots, but then I was like, man, like again, like that, that first 10 minutes, like, what what is not a good shot of the like yeah. every shot but it was like they're didn't. like when they're sending like the the jets or the helicopters to like bomb yeah it's like it's like a 10 minute scene of these jets flying on yeah. fucking awesome like, yeah there's just so many cheesy like 90 action movie shots that i couldn't really keep up with them all so they're all that's that's one of them cheese, cheese shots <laughs> yeah um uh, oh yeah! After the car wreck, it's like right when he when the guys like you just bust your Ferrari. Yeah. It's like this shot. And Bad it's like boys a, too. No, it is. It's <laughs> like a Michael. I was gonna say it's like a Michael Bay. Like clearly, yeah. he was watching it and it was like, "That's a good shot." I'm gonna put that in every other movie that I make. Yeah, like I feel like it's in every Transformers movie as well. Oh, it's sure. like a slow mo, just like pan around the main character. Which is funny because I was like, I was literally thinking I was gonna say like, there's not really anything that like stands out. Like Michael Bay does explosions, but I'm right. like, I I wouldn't know that it's a Michael Bay movie, but like literally that that shot <laughs> yeah, yeah like that's yeah. michael bay 100 percent. um and then when he turns the gun on him i think it's when they're they're just the two of them are down below and i think he's like i'm fbi he's like he's uh, nicholas cage is like trying to get badass and he's like well your safety's on and then in the shot sean connery just like turns the gun on nick cage mm-hmm. and that oh and that's when someone's like do you have it under control and he like has the gun pointed to his face and yeah. it's like just in the shot, the fact that Nicolas Cage goes from, like, I have the power and the gun to, like, there's a gun in my face. Yeah. And it's just, like, the same shot. I thought that was kind of neat. Um, and then there's the knife kill. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it's, like, I don't, I don't oh, know. Oh, when he throws it <laughs> in the yeah, morgue? It's, like, <laughs> it's just, like, this little moment of, like, like the camera's traveling with the knife. Yeah, and it's, like, okay. <laughs> he's, he's also good with that. He was like, I just, yeah. I don't know. Because why wouldn't he be? Yeah, exactly. It was just like that moment of, I don't know. It is what it is. 90s. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's all the shots I have. Nice. Yeah. Like I said, not, it's not going to win an Oscar. <laughs> it's not going to even be talked about for like best movie of, for like anything. <laughs> yeah. Really. But it was funny. It was action packed. Yeah. It was entertaining. Yeah. It, I saw it at the right time in my life and it still holds up as just a fun campy action it was of that era that you can go back and be like yeah that was the 90s i was gonna say too like when you were like oh the rock like i kind of like i don't didn't really remember the movie like i said i thought the hummer was yellow you know what yeah I mean? but like i remembered this movie being this movie <laughs> yeah. right like yeah america yeah yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah i'm a patriot yeah so am i you know like yeah. there's literally a scene that's kind of yeah. like that yeah. <laughs> like it's like a dick measuring contest yeah <laughs> yeah it's very funny uh so we'll get into favorite scenes do we want to go chronologically i don't give a shit okay so i'll start then go for it so s- set up the stage here no no you go first because then it All makes right. a bit more sense i'll go first yeah. oh yeah you're right fair yeah. enough okay so um we've established what the movie's about terrorists for lack of a better term take over alcatraz fbi sends in their team so with nicholas cage is the uh, chemical weapon expert sean connery is the old convict who's escaped from alcatraz the two of them go in with a team of navy seal uh, navy seals or yeah. yeah so um the head of the navy seals is michael bean good actor that 
we might talk about later. Maybe. Um, so he, with his crew, they go in with the other two guys who are, you know, not civilians, but for lack of a better word, once again, civilians. So all the soldiers, it's kind of, I guess they just go up, they get trapped. They walk into a trap. Mm-hmm. And essentially what happens is they go into the showers of Alcatraz and all the terrorist soldiers are like on the upper level with their general and all the guns are pointed down at the good soldiers who are on like the, the main level. And so essentially it's like a standoff between the bad guys up above with their guns and the good guys down below with their guns. And Michael Bean and Ed Harris, who are the leaders of the respective crews, uh, just kind of have like a shouting match. And like we said, it's kind of like a, this dick measuring. Yeah. Hey, I agree with what you're trying to do, but you're doing it in the wrong way, so I will not let you do it. And like, yeah. you are, I'm ordering you to stand down. And then the guy's like, I'm not going to fight. I that cannot order. give that order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, so essentially it's this really like, intense scene between two respected military leaders and yeah. you can tell they have respect for each other because we know Ed Harris clearly respects soldiers and we know that all these soldiers know who the general is right yeah. so there's this mutual respect between the two of them but they're essentially telling each other to stand down and the tensions are just building the tensions are just, the, the scene is about tension and the tensions get higher and higher and the, one of the soldiers is even like let's waste these fucks or whatever yeah. he says and what happens is someone like hits a brick and a brick falls and essentially is one of those moments of like who shot first no one knows they just all start fucking shooting each other and spoiler alert all the good guys die yeah it's, it's like, like it's, it's a massacre. Like, i was just gonna say it's a massacre and it's it, it's part of why i like this scene is it in itself shows that ed harris the the leader of the bad guys does not want anyone to die. Yeah. So this, the first person starts shooting. He's like, cease your fire, cease fire. And he knows that he's killing good men. He's yeah. killing soldiers that he doesn't want to do, right? So it's an action scene, but it's also like this tension scene, and it's you get to learn about the characters as well. It kind of just, it's, a, it's an intense scene that has it all. Yeah. And it sticks with you. Yeah. It's, it's one it, of those movies, it's or almost, scenes in the yeah, movie that sticks with you. And it's almost like hard to watch, too. Well, you kind of know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, as soon, like, and it's alluded to at the start, too, because the one character is like, oh, this is like my little censor. No one knows about this. Yeah, you're right. And then you see them come up to the shower, and there's a censor, and they're you're like, right. oh. Well, and they even say, it's like, oh, it's a laser like, oh the, yeah the laser and yeah. it's like oh the motion sensor went off right yeah, yeah. you're right it's, so they you do know what's happening yeah they're gonna be fucked and so essentially what happens is our two heroes we'll say nick cage and sean connery are like down below the showers kind of in the sewers yeah so while everyone gets murdered all the good guys they are alive still and the rest of the movie becomes the two of them trying to stop the terrorists and the, the missiles yeah which leads into my favorite scene um it's essentially right after Nick Cage and Sean Connery kind of come together and say, hey, we're going to work together. We're going to take out these rockets. So they go to the first rockets and they kill all the people there in like perfect 90s fashion. I think that's with the, the knife. knife. Yeah. <laughs> he like shoots like a, a air conditioner that falls oh, yeah, on a guy. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. So my scene is after that. It's after the action. It's um, when Nick Cage and Sean Connery are kind of working together trying to defuse the bomb. <laughs> and and it starts out and it's like, crazy action scene cuts to nick cage and he's about to like start dismantling the rocket and he's like talking to sean connery he's like you've been around a lot of dead bodies right he's like yeah he's like is that normal and the body like the foot is just it's like one underneath the air yeah right? the foot's just twitching and he's like can you do something about that like i'm trying to concentrate and sean connery's like what do you want me to do like kill him again like there's nothing i can do and it like it shows like it's the black comedy-ness which 100 I, I, yeah. I quite like which maybe it was tarantino who wrote yeah, this you're scene. right actually yeah it is very like snappy like that 
but then it gets into like it's nick cage kind of showing sean connery who he is and what he can do and how he can control a room yeah exactly yeah because it's about him like you know he's like he's talking about the vx as he's kind of like dismantling the bomb and he like passes it to sean connery like hold on to this and then sean connery like kind of like moves he's like don't you fucking move with that and it's him being the fucking man at that scene yeah and i just like to see stanley i love to watch him control a room which he does at the start but it's the first time he gets to do it in front of mason people who are not his superior yeah uh, uh he's not the superior yeah, yeah. and i love the foot gag. yeah i they, think that was just hilarious. like black coffee <laughs> yeah. yeah it's funny <laughs> yeah so that's the that's the movie honestly um it was a good pick it was you know i've said this before but i had i like to have fun when i watch a movie and i had fun watching yeah this movie. so did i i was yeah. i was happy to know that like it I can still put it on and enjoy it. And like I said, I don't think it was the best movie we've ever we've talked about on nope. the podcast. But I think it was an entertaining. Uh, it was a it was a it was a romp. It was a riot. You it was know a fun I mean? two and a half hours. Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, rating. Go for it. I'm gonna give it eight and a half. My Humvees <laughs> out of ten. Sick reference. <laughs> I'm gonna give it eight and a half Beatles albums. Oh, out of 10. look at that! We came together. That's officially what the rating is. Then. That's right. From here on out, eight and a half. My home days and Beatles albums. Okay, sweet. So um, let's move on out. Not move on out, but move on over to uh, Underrated Actor. Yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, Michael Bean today. What? Michael Bean? Yeah, I don't know. Like He's come up a couple times. I don't know where we came up with this from. Um, He's in The Rock. The Rock. uh, Terminator. Actually, so jokes aside, he's great in Terminator. He's awesome as Kyle John, Reese. Uh, sorry, yeah, Kyle Reese, yeah. Kyle Reese. Uh, he's also in Aliens as Hicks, who was fucking shame he didn't make it to the he's third in, one. Well, he's in it. He's awesome in it, man. In the third one, I mean. Yeah. His body kind of is, I guess. Yeah. Um, Tombstone. He plays one of the cowboys. Uh, one of the like the evil cowboys. Um, Planet Terror. Anyone has seen that movie? <laughs> That's funny. I remember that actually. Uh, he's also done a lot of like movies I've never fucking heard of. Um, he's he's pretty much famous because of who he was. That he got to in be the in 90s kind all of these like like he was in Terminator, the Aliens. Abyss? Did you say the Abyss? No, but I've always wanted. It's next on my one to watch. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you're right. He he had a couple roles that kind of made him iconic. Yeah. Um. Like he was fucking Kyle Reese and Hicks. Yeah. Like that's fucking and like clearly James Cameron obviously likes. Yeah. Guy. Um, but yeah, he's in a lot of stuff here. I'm just kind of going through. He's in a bunch of TV shows, Law and Order, uh, Criminal Minds. Um, I don't know. There's, he's got a lot of stuff, and a lot of the stuff is kind of looks maybe lower budget. Yeah, the B Scorpion King number four, the quest for power. That's funny. Which actually. was my favorite <laughs> of all of them. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Um, no, um, he, yeah, he was... Oh, he's in the Mandalorian. Yeah, I, I was looking at that earlier, and I was like, "What?" Yeah. Which uh, chapter thirteen? The Jedi. I don't remember that. Yeah, one. I don't know. Um, but yeah, he's like a badass, and you know, he he. I'd say he hit his peak in the nineties, but like, he looks like a badass. He's like a typical soldier looking yeah. guy. I'd say. Yeah. Like handsome, rugged white guy, yeah. with, like short hair. You know yeah. what I mean? But um, <laughs> I don't know. He commands a room as well. I'd say. Yeah. Particularly in Terminator, he stands out as like. He's a shit. Yeah, and he you, you want to watch him. Yeah, know? and even like the fact like in Aliens, like Hicks is a badass, he's a good guy though, kind of thing. Yeah, feel, yeah, but he's also not as much of a badass as Ripley was. Yeah, good call. Yeah, you know, right. like he like gave her the gun, showed her how to use it, and she fucking did it better. But he's just had her back, 
and he was there. Yeah. And he was just the man. Well, and in this movie, as the leader of the Navy SEALs, yeah. like, you know, he's bossing Sean Connery around. Not yeah. a lot of people get to boss Sean Connery yeah. around, you know? And, and like, uh, he doesn't have a lot of screen time in, this, in, in Rock, The Rock, yeah, yeah. but like, he was in your favorite scene and like exactly crushes it in, in that, that scene. scene. Yeah, yeah, like that's that tense scene and he's he's more like angry than fucking Ed Harris. Yeah. Like, he's like yelling. Yeah. Like yeah. that guy, I would follow that guy. Yeah, I agree. If he's agree. like, We're going over the hills, boys, be like, or if he was like, yeah. Hey, come with me if you want to yeah. live, you know? Fucking A. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Goddamn right I will. I agree. So yeah, uh, give him a like, give him a follow. I mean, I'll tag him on Instagram. Yeah. I'll post if he's on Instagram. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate all the good stuff you make. Well, here we go. That's episode 20. What it's, about our songs for a movie? Uh, it's um, fucked up. <laughs> I forgot about the songs. Do you have a song? Yeah, I do. Do you? I do. Okay, well, then go. All right. It's time for songs <laughs> for a movie. David's trying to get out of here. It's not the end of the episode. Um, before we end our episode, let's talk, talk about a couple songs we'd like to see in a movie. Uh, I'll go first. It's a song called Skipping Stones by Flipside. Um, Flipside's like a cool, like, rap rock group that i kind of like that i have one album of um and skipping stones it's like a happy song it's like honestly what i wrote is a happy montage on the beach Mm. so i don't know if it's a couple or if it's you know like two buddies got out of jail and they finally got got away with it you know i just kind of see the ending of a movie nice happy montage on the beach or it's like the happy part of a movie before it gets shitty Mm. yeah nice it makes me feel good Makes me want to spend some time in the sun. Yeah, with my buddies. Nice. Or, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Good. I'll have to check it out. I, Flipside, what's their famous one? Someday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I know the name. Yeah, I definitely couldn't remember got it from you. And then I, I liked this song so much. I found the album for like five bucks once. Bought yeah. it. Done. Bring it up. Uh, my song is Daddy by Harbor Slash America Part 2. It's a collaboration between two bands. Nice. Um, it's just like a fun kind of like, like a rocking song. Yeah, it's like a college stoner college movie where like you know they're going to a party. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of that era of movies that we'll probably never see again. Yeah, I like those. But will be talked about as classic films. That's right. <laughs> They'll look at Eurotrip again, and it'll be about something a lot deeper. Than That's I a thought. dope movie. We should yeah. have Matt on for that one. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That. Yeah. Or uh, what's that one with the out cold oh apparently matt told me it does not hold up oh, <laughs> yeah zach galifianakis is in it is he i think so. oh, yeah he put his I penis think... in the yeah, hot tub. yeah 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 all right that <laughs> was the end of episode 20 um, oh, so, uh, you get to take it well, you can take it no i don't want it anymore i fucked it up well that's the last episode i'll record with david if he keeps being a little bitch uh no uh that's the that's the end of episode 20 everyone thanks again for the support and the listens um uh, we're going to call this the end of season two. Yeah. So we would like to thank everyone who's listening and been there for us. Yeah, super appreciate all of you. Yeah. The two seasons have been fun. They've been great. I'm looking forward to doing a lot more. Yeah. It's gonna. It's exciting to see what the future has on hold for us. We got uh, some big plans for season three. Yeah. We got some guests we want to come on. Yeah. Got some big episodes we're trying to figure out how we're going to do them and stuff. And yeah. It's exciting. We're looking forward to the future. So yeah, we, and, uh, uh, we hope you guys will come with us. Yeah. And honestly, like like we said, give us a rating. Let us know if you're listening. If you want to come on, you have a movie you want to suggest. Like, I'm, We're I'm open. open. We're open. <laughs> we would love to have you on. We would love to know you're listening. And, you know, if you don't know us personally, we appreciate the support from strangers. So thank you. Yeah. Feel free to tell your friends. 
subscribe or follow us or whatever, and then um, we will let you know when we post new shit. Yeah. Okay. And as far as that goes, thanks again, everyone. Um, We will catch you on the next episode. Adios. Adios.